0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Ironman. I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Later on Tuesday, I will have my sit sitcom up early in the week. We'll update it as it goes along based on what we learn about the matchups, injuries, and weather, and everything else. And it's a big bye week. Six teams are off this week, so... One of those uh, mega bye weeks where we're looking for maybe some players we wouldn't normally put into our lineups, uh, just like last week with the Chiefs and Chargers off. But this week it's even bigger with a lot of significant teams, including the Cowboys, 49ers, Broncos. So a lot of uh, fantasy football players that you would normally plug and play into your lineups or no-brainer every week starts are not available. So you need some help on the waiver wire. We're going to focus on that on today's show. And just look across positions here. So whether you're looking for streaming, one-week option, plug-and-play, or injury replacement, or maybe a long-term stash, we'll uh, cover them all here. We'll start with quarterbacks and tight ends. We'll get into running backs and streaming defenses. Then we'll close the show looking at the the ample wide receivers out there that you can get to help your teams here ahead of Week 9. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is presented by PricePix. PricePix is a daily fantasy game made easy. Pick two to five players and they score more or less than their PricePix projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LockedOn. That's PricePix.com, promo code LockedOn. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We're free and available to you on all platforms. Quick before we dive in, what a weird game there. The Browns dominate with Amari Cooper and Nick Chubb. So the Browns have Joe Burrow's number. Joe Burrow ends up with a couple touchdowns late, but he also had a turnover with an interception, lost a fumble. So disappointing night for Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase, but his receivers came through for you. T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd with touchdowns in that game in the second half. Joe Mixon, a severe disappointment against a very struggling Browns run defense. The Bengals couldn't get going there, so that's very not good news here. We thought Mixon was going to have a big night. Did not happen there in Cleveland. Instead, it was Chubb and Cooper dominating there for the home team. So, great defensive performance by the Browns that we didn't see coming in this one. So, we'll... Moving on here from that result here, Bengals definitely underwhelming overall, minus the Higgins and Boyd touchdowns there, and the Browns really delivered there. If you were looking some for some late numbers there from Cooper and Chubb, they definitely delivered. So let's see who can help us here this week in fantasy football. Again, we're going to start with the quarterbacks here. Justin Fields has finished as a QB1 the last two weeks in very two difficult matchups. On the road in New England, on the road in Dallas, now he gets to come home to the Dolphins. And we know the Dolphins' defense isn't all that. They struggle with the running game we saw last week with the Lions getting going there and uh, really challenging them, jumping out to a lead. They struggle in downfield coverage as well with Xavier uh, Howard not playing all that well with the growing injury. So, Justin Fields is a huge opportunity to build on the three-touchdown performance against the Cowboys last week. He's uh, creeping into the consistent QB1 conversation. He's on pace to run for 900 yards this week. So Justin Fields, in shallow leagues, uh, 10 to 12 teams, uh, he's kind of been bypassed. We're wondering if he's going to be for real, but it's kind of just taken league by storm the past two weeks to really have fantasy football relevant. So he's kind of given us the numbers that we were hoping that Trey Lance would there if he had stayed healthy but now justin fields is the guy that should be even managed in 10 team leagues jimmy garoppolo definitely has to be on rosters at this point as well he's got the keys to a very good offense we know between george kittle brand Ayuk, debo samuel if he can return from the hamstring injury and christian mccaffrey there are a lot of guys that can put up numbers so you're not looking for big big numbers from jimmy garoppolo but You can get those two touchdowns, 250, 300 yards almost every week here. I know the 49ers are a very effective running team, but they also want to diversify the way they use McCaffrey. George Kittle's come on strong with Jimmy G the past couple weeks. Brandon Ayuk has been a consistent source of scoring production for Garoppolo. So really good here replacing Trey Lance, that he's got a decent floor here as a quarterback. He doesn't really have a high ceiling because the 49ers have a great defense. They can run the ball. There's that, but again, they're going to put up a lot of points. We mentioned that McCaffrey's just going to raise up the points and yards that are available overall in that pool for a very explosive 49ers offense. So you look at that, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo there should have ownership in 12-team leagues. Same thing with Marcus Mariota. He's a QB1 at this point you got to respect that halfway through the season. He had three TDs combined against the Panthers in Week 8. Gets a great matchup this week at home against the Chargers, a team that can be run on. That's good for Marcus Barrio, who's running about six to seven times per game, being effective there as a threat to score. He started to feel a little bit more with Kyle Pitts, throwing his backs a little bit more effectively. And he's diversifying at wide receiver with Demir Bird and Olomide Zaccheaus making some plays for the Falcons. So... Marcus Mariota has a lot of appeal as a streamer and good matchups. So, and these are the surprise uh, top 12 type guys of late with some developments here at midseason. Fields, Jimmy G, and Mariota. So they all have to have some consideration at least in a QB streaming platoon that you might have in some leagues. Now, I don't like this quarterback for this particular week because he's not good in prime time, but he is at home against the Ravens. Ravens, by the numbers, have given up it, it to the quarterback, but... Well, not a primetime player, but non-primetime, he's pretty good. Really, he was bad in primetime against the Cardinals, but ended up with the three touchdowns to put up the numbers. Last week, it a little bit more modest, like a floor play with a couple of touchdowns to Alvin Kamara through the air, but Andy Dalton, looks like he's going to be the starter for the Saints for the foreseeable future when you win a game 24-0. They're not going to change the quarterback there, so Andy Dalton is going to have some streaming appeal, mainly with Chris Olave and Alvin Kamara as his principal weapons. Taylor Heineke has got some good weapons between Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, and also Antonio Gibson getting nice work in the passing game. So Taylor Heineke, two excellent finishes here, right on the cusp of QB1 production, top 12, top 13 there. So really like Taylor Heineke, just putting up the numbers here. And Carson Wentz was like that early, right? I mean, it's the style of offense that they have in Washington, that Carson Wentz had some nice QB. One numbers. Heineke is feeding McLaurin, which has helped him there. Samuel has not gone away as a key second target. He's done it without Logan Thomas, without Jahan Dotson involving Gibson here. So, Also, he's a threat to score rushing touchdowns, which is good. And Heineke does have potential volume-based appeal against the Vikings this week. Now, our stash is still Deshaun Watson. If you've got room on the roster you know you're ahead of the playoffs and your quarterback is your weakest link here. Watson still on track to return there against Houston in week 13, so yeah, he could be a sudden uh, playoff boost for your team at quarterback. Alright, so let's uh, go over to tight end. Greg Dolchich, tough matchup against the Jaguars. He came through and uh, we've seen that Russell Wilson really trusts Dolchich all over the field. They got him going right away since he came back from his preseason injuries. The rookies... Real value is shot up here. He's just exciting. He's a wide receiver tight end hybrid. He's one of the best athletes at the combine. Period. Out of UCLA, really boosts his stock there. So, Dulcich looks like he's going to be an integral part of the Broncos' offense. Right there, playing as the number three option, basically in the downfield, passing him off Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And Jerry Judy, we'll see if he gets traded here, but Dulcich could be on the way up a little bit more as well. Evan Ingram. He's been uh, a doubted player when he was with the Giants, but really having a nice role with the Jaguars, really operating as their second best option behind Christian Kirk. That's consistent here of lately. Have uh, Marvin Jones Jr. and Zay Jones, but those guys are hit and miss on the outside. Really, the inside of the field is where Trevor Lawrence has been successful. That's why we see Christian Kirk working the slot, being so productive, and Evan Ingram as well at tight end. And a nice touchdown catch. He made a good throw from Lawrence against the Broncos. So... Two players from that London game that played really well, Dolchich and Ingram, should be rostered as we're trying to find tight end answers that are not named Travis Kelsey in 2022. Robert Tunyon, just a guy that should have had a touchdown against the Bills, had the penalty there that negated that uh, for a wrong move by the Packers offense. So when you look at that, Tunyon is going to get some more run. They lost Christian Watson. That was the latest injury at wide receiver. Sammy Watkins didn't look all that healthy and fast in that game. So they're going to continue to trust Aaron Rodgers looking at Robert Tunyon. Great matchup this week against the Lions as well. Tyler Conklin resurfaced. He was pretty good in fantasy early. He disappeared with the Zach Wilson starts until Wilson targeted him couple times and got the touchdowns there against the Patriots. So last week was a very profitable one for Tyler Conklin. I mean, Kyle Duggar, if he's out the Patriots, uh, it's going to make you think about, okay, do I look at one of the Colts tight ends this week Is a deep sleeper? There you could look at that, but that was a product of the matchup. The Jets face a much tougher matchup here this week against the tight end with the Bills there that uh, didn't, in the end, give up the points to Tunyon and the Packers at that position. We'll watch Mark Andrews and the shoulder injury right now. Uh, John Harbaugh says it's not serious; he could play definitely on Monday night. But if he's not, we get some better indication before you got to get Isaiah Likely. And I know K. Doten was disappointing; he didn't have two catches until late against the Ravens last week. But he's still a guy that needs to incorporate him more. Maybe with the mini buy, looking at the Rams matchup this week, they can get K. Doten more involved in Tampa. So those are your. Recommendations at the quarterback and tight end on the waiver wire here ahead of week nine. And we will get into our running backs and streaming defenses in our next segment on Locked On Fantasy Football. Before we do that, I got to tell you, you got to get in on the prize picks right now. It's daily fantasy made easy for you. You just look at the players. If you like a particular player, maybe Patrick Mahomes coming off the bye, you like him to light up the Titans. You can go for more than is a projection available there at DraftKings. Or you like Derrick Henry to stay hot that game and go well over 100 yards again, then you can target the Chiefs-Titans game for your prize picks, picks of the week. Their format is so simple, easy to play. You can uh, look at uh, Derrick Henry. We liked him last week to really shoot over his uh, 100 rushing yards. He did that for sure, and by then some, with the 200-yard rushing game against the Texans last week, so you can look at Mahomes, you can look at Henry, you can look at the guys you like, including Tyreek Hill, really went off last week as a good matchup this week against the Bears. So all kinds of good stuff there, and you can win a lot at prize picks if you play it the right way. you just have to pick two to five players, and they will go score more or less than their Price fix projection. You can win up to ten times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just universal projections available. Price Picks offers projection on any sport that you watch. That's not just NFL, but NBA, MLB with the World Series gone. NHL also in season here. College football, college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, your basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in sixty seconds or less. It's that easy at prizepix.com. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational. In more than 30 states. And Canada, download the PricePix app. Or go to pricefix.com to sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% deposit match. Up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON. at sign up for an instant deposit match. Up to $100 only at PricePix.com. Alright, it is uh, time to continue the show here, and uh, we will uh, continue breaking down the targets on the waiver wire that you need to look at ahead of week number nine. Again, we will get into running backs and defenses. Before we do that, i got to tell you there uh, that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you also by Locked On Sports Today, from the games that matter to the most biggest... And the brightest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard, beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. That's what you should make your second listen today on the Locked On Network. All right, time to break down the running backs. Tyler Algier, probably the last call for him. So another part of the Falcons offense that's doing well. He's getting involved in the passing game. That's great. He's uh, scoring a little bit more. I know they have to worry about Caleb Huntley. Now, Caleb Huntley is a deeper... Pick up there, but Algier Huntley is kind of the committee that the Falcons are going with, with that Coral Patterson. I don't know when he'll be back. It just keeps stringing along here. Maybe not until the week 14 bye is gone here. David Williams has not been healthy either. So Algier Huntley is basically his backfield. I know there's been a little bit of Avery Williams there in Atlanta, but Algier should be rostered in all leagues and getting the volume and key touches to be an RB2. Rashad White is a handcuff, plus handcuff. We keep mentioning him. The Buccaneers running... Game is sputtering. Will they let him do a little bit more against the Rams? So very worst again. If you have Leonard Fournette, make sure you have Rashad White. Now, I'd say Pacheco is named the starter before the bye, therefore the Chiefs, and he ran pretty well. But this matchup this week against the Titans a little tough. But Pacheco might be seeing the ball a little bit more. So again, they're trying to find the one consistent answer between him, Clyde Edwards, Lair, and Jerick McKinnon. Pacheco might be the guy here coming out of the bye for Andy Reid. Kyron Williams, I mean, the Rams backfield, we saw Ronnie Rivers struggle. Daryl Henderson doesn't look all that healthy playing. Cam Akers, who knows what his deal is. Kyron Williams, another rookie in Notre Dame, the Rams like quite a bit. So if Williams is activated, I think he could have a big role against the Buccaneers. whose run defense hasn't been what we expected here this week. James Cook, we know that he could be a league winner if anything happens to Devin Singletary. He does have an injury history there. There's not much to see with Zach Moss, so go after him. Kenny Drake will watch the situation with Gus Edwards. He's day to day here with a new ha- injury to his hamstring. Again, we need to have a little bit of indication that he got Drake starting on Monday night against the Saints, but there's an opportunity there for another cheap RB2 this week. Latavius Murray, maybe uh, people forget the Broncos created more room. there in the rosters getting rid of him, but Latavius Murray is still very involved with Melvin Gordon in that rushing attack. And then Jalen Warren, I mean, it hasn't been great for Najee Harris. I'm not sure he's quite fully healthy. It's a bye week now for the Steelers, so that should open things up here more for Warren after that this week. So those are your running back recommendations on the waiver wire. Not a lot this week, but two guys that I really would like to have stashed in good spots are Kyron Williams and James Cook, that's for sure. Streaming defense is the Bengals. P.J. Walker threw a pick six against the Falcons. They get them at home this week. They're on a short week, but they're going to be upset about that. Browns' result played pretty well there with Trey Hendricks and company. Jaguars at home against the Raiders. Derek Carr really struggling. The Jaguars can swarm a little bit, make some things happen against them. Vikings versus the Commanders. I know Heineke is a good play potentially, but Commanders can't turn over the ball and uh, be messy with the sacks. So Vikings are a good play this week, especially as a high volume of dropbacks for... Taylor Heineke, you got the Packers. They'll rebound, I think, in Detroit against the Lions. Jared Goff coming. company started hot there against the Dolphins, but really cooled down fast. So the Packers' defense, even DeAndre Campbell, a little bit better overall, I think, in a lot of areas than the Dolphins. And you look at the Colts, they're playing out the Patriots this week. The Patriots probably not available in your leagues as they're playing Sam Ellinger at home, but the Colts on the road against Mac Jones with the way he's playing is also pretty valuable this week. All right. We'll finish the show with our wide receivers on the waiver wire in our final segment here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. There's so good stuff all around on the waiver wire. Nothing earth shattering, but definitely players who can help your team. Before we do that, BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Final latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasting, in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, Online remains your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. Live betting up to the minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in all your favorite games and events, including MLB during the World Series, MMA, boxing, golf, NBA, all the good stuff here. Head to the website today. Use the mold rice to learn more about Bet Online. You got to get in on the action while you can. There's still Several weeks to go. The halfway point of the NFL season is coming up here in Week Nine, so get in there on Bet Online to have the ultimate betting experience. There, head to the website today. Again, use the roll dice. You can find out more and get your account started there at Bet Online. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here. Looking at our recommendations on the wide receiver waiver wire, and uh, the biggest place we'll start is the injuries and how we want to deal with them joshua palmer should be fully healed here he missed uh, the previous game but no mike williams for a while with a high ankle sprain they need a number two receiver the falcons secondary just got gashed here by both dj moore and terrace marshall so really liking that for joshua palmer as a plug and play this week on the outside playing off Keenan allen hopefully returning in the slot devin duvernay had a nice game when rashad bateman went down there against the buccaneers he's down for sure for a while with the foot injury bateman is so duvernay and the saints can struggle with speed and in the slot so that's a really good little streaming pickup and duvernay might have some value as long as bateman misses time and it could be multiple weeks here for the baltimore usual top wide receiver ronda moore probably last call for him he dropped a touchdown in the previous week against saints but redeems himself here with a nice game they're against the Vikings, so Rondell Moore should be rostered in all leagues. He's basically the third option in this passing game behind DeAndre Hopkins and Zach Ertz, and they need an extension of the running game with the struggles of James Conner staying healthy, so Rondo Moore also, and we mentioned replacing Greg Dortch, replacing Christian Kirk, all those kind of hybrid roles for Rondell Moore. Darnell Mooney, maybe the last call for him. I think the eruption is going to come, maybe as early as this week against the Dolphins, against that secondary playing man-to-man coverage, creating some big plays here. But Darnell Mooney now should be rostered in all leagues. Same thing with the Alan Robinson. These guys were disappointing, but they're getting too much run to be ignored here going forward. Romeo Dobbs kind of redeemed himself a little bit with Aaron Rodgers, even without. Uh, I mean, the positive victory result, he looked a lot better, caught that beautiful touchdown, showed his upside and talent there for sure for Green Bay in Buffalo. So Dobbs gets a nice, nice matchup against the Lions this week. He doesn't even get better than that. And if Alan Lazard returns, he can smash that as well. Now, another player that we look at is Garrett Wilson. If the Jets are going to throw that off in with Zach Wilson. It's going to help his value, especially Corey Davis on the shelf, Elijah Moore in the doghouse. So that leaves uh, Garrett Wilson Conklin as the best targets here. So we just need the volume going up for Zach Wilson, and would we'll be good there. MVS in a great matchup. Marcus Valdez-Gandling to be the man against the Titans who struggle with the downfield pass game. So he's an opportunity here this week. Looking at the Giants, everyone's been on Wondell Robinson, and he's been a disappointment. But how about Darius Slayton? And remember going back to their rookie years, respectively, that we saw Daniel Jones and Dan... Darius Slayton really play well together. Well, that's happening yet out of necessity. He's the best outside receiver the Giants have. They're on a bye this week, so maybe a simple stash for you as a wide receiver. Three, the Cowboys on bye. Michael Gallup, they'll try to get him involved after that, so good pick up there in deeper leagues. Paris Campbell, he's a volume-based guy, but to playing off Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. with Sam Ellinger, you're seeing more of Martin Campbell. I'm sorry, Paris Campbell do some more damage there, so looking at that, this week, Pat Campbell should be picked up. Donovan Peoples-Jones starting to come on and make more consistent plays, playing off of Mark Cooper. They pivoted to him more than Harrison Bryant. Harrison Bryant didn't even get a target without David Njoku there. And Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to have big upside, Will Fuller-like potential there with the big arm, of Deshaun Watson, that passing game, make this a uh, Brown seem a little bit better after that win against the Bengals. Kadarius turning speculative ad in deeper leagues, more of a. Situational guy. I don't know if he's going to get his feet wet with the Chiefs immediately, but definitely in a good situation, better than he was with the Giants. Trailer Burks. We'll watch for him return for the bye. I don't think it's – or from the injury, I should say. I'm not sure it happens this week, but uh, Burks definitely is uh, on our radar here as the Titans need some wide receiver help. And Jahan Dotson, if he can return from his hamstring, he's going to get to fold it into that commander's offense with Taylor Heineke. So we'll watch Burks and Dotson. Two rookies that – We want a little bit more out of his first-round reality picks here in 2022, and I think you will get that, assuming they have better health here in the second half of the season. All right, there you have it. There's a look at your waiver wire, looking at quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, defenses, and wide receivers that you want to target to pick up on the waiver wire ahead of Week 9. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, much like Locked On Fantasy Football. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Ayer with our look at the Week 9 waiver Wire advice. We'll come back tomorrow breaking down the quarterback and running back rankings as we do Matchup Wednesday here on Locked On Fantasy Football.